Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Crimson Corner. I am your host and Utah Utes insider on KSL Sports, Michelle Bodkin. Today we have an extra special episode and are doing something a little bit different. Instead of breaking down the USC game this weekend, I'm going to go back to my roots, which is storytelling. Before I introduce my guest, though, I do want to give a big shout out to USC head coach Lincoln Riley for bending his in-season rules a little bit to make this interview happen. Uh, whether you cheer for the Utes or for USC, you will only be hearing this interview on KSL Sports. Without further ado, I'm pleased to welcome in former Utah running back coach and current USC running back coach, Kyle McDonald. Coach, how are you doing? Doing good. How's everything coming along? Uh, it's going. I mean, we're mid-season <laughs> now, right? So <laughs> I know. I know. It, it seems like it's gone so by, it's gone by so fast. Um, it's, it's taking the day by day, but you're already in the game seven, so that's incredible. For those who are unaware, this weekend is a big game for both teams, but it goes a little bit deeper than that. Utah will be celebrating the lives of two players that they lost to gun violence last season in running back Ty Jordan and cornerback Aaron Lowe. Coach McDonald was Ty Jordan's position coach and knew him in a way that most of us unfortunately didn't get to. We also, to my knowledge, have never heard much from his side of the story. So, Coach, now that, you know, you're in a new position, kind of out of the bubble of being in the middle of, of, of everything that happened, and I've had a year to kind of sit on it, you know, what are your thoughts on, on that whole situation, getting to a Rose Bowl, getting this team to a Pac-12 championship for the first time after the circumstances they faced? Oh, that was a that was an amazing time to see how this particular team um, – at that point in time, galvanized, came together. They weren't playing just for individual accolades or anything like that. That team was playing for the kids that couldn't play anymore. And that was just an incredible time and how close the team and the coaching staff all came together. It was just unbelievable um, to see them to go ahead and, and achieve uh, that 
Uh, you know, I mentioned earlier that you knew Ty Jordan in a way that most of us didn't get to due to COVID-19. Uh, USC was his first collegiate game. And even though his numbers were modest, there was something about him that captured the audience almost instantly. What was it about Ty that was so transcendent, even through a television? Oh, the light inside of Ty was unbelievable. You know, he was somebody that literally that when you met him, he would, he would attract you to him. You know, he was open. He was uh, confident. Um, he, there wasn't anything that he couldn't do or didn't think that he could do on a football field. Um, he was just truly amazing. I mean, you, you look at his numbers um, per the time that he played, they're, they're pretty incredible. You know I mean? He, his average and the total yardage uh, for the games that he absolutely played in, he really didn't play in the first game. You know, he really played in the last four and and was pretty un unbelievable in those games so you know his personality you get a chance to to see in the smile um how he he genuinely cared about others you know he would he would help somebody else out before he would help himself out so he's uh he, that personality and the the opportunity and the fact that he was so genuine was just amazing as a person unfortunately Season wraps up a week later, you get that phone call that no coach ever wants to get. And even worse, you get it the day after Christmas in 2020. You know, what's going through your mind when you're trying to process what you're being told? It, it just wasn't true. You know what I mean? Maybe somebody made a mistake. It couldn't be the young man that I literally just talked to several hours before, several hours prior, um, telling him to be safe, come back. We have some works that we need to go ahead and finish. And he knew exactly what we were trying to get accomplished and what he had out in front of him. And, you know, and then at the end of the day, when you find out that it is, is truly, uh, truly sad, that circumstance did happen. Uh, he was gone. You know, it just it rips your heart out. There's no doubt about it. You know, you care about these guys like they're your kids. They are your kids. You know, when you sit down and you're in front of these parents and you're telling them, hey, we're going to take care of your kids. We're going to take care of your son. And then to feel like, hey, mom, you know what? I let you down. Even though he was back home, uh, my, my job was to take care of Ty. And I felt like at that moment in time that I let his mom down that was no longer with us. So... It's just, a, it was hard, very hard. I feel like one of the more underrated aspects of this story, uh, in a story that has too many just integral moving, this is getting too weird type pieces to it, uh, that you and the, and the Utah football team laid tie to rest literally on the Rose Bowl logo at yeah. AT&T Stadium. Mm -hmm. Like, I just get chills talking about that because it's so crazy you guys started there due to a tragedy early in the 2021 preparation and you ended it there in 2022. Yeah, no, like I said, he was he was with us that entire, both those kids were with us that entire season. You know what I mean? All the way through camp and, you know, you just – kept seeing the the number 22 just pop up every single where every time you talked it was just like wow you just knew that he was there um kind of having a guiding hand in terms of what that team was going to go ahead and go do that year it's well documented you know that things did not start smoothly on utah's quest to the pac 12 championship in rose bowl 
And then you have to add literally the most unthinkable situation happening with Aaron Lowe, Ty's best friend on the team, the first winner of the Memorial Scholarship, being murdered at a house party almost exactly nine months to the day from Aaron's last game or Ty's last game. Uh, You know, what is going like, how, how do you deal with that as a coach, not only on a personal level, because you know, you're experiencing these tragedies too, but you have these kids that have had their heart ripped open twice now. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, you know, again, as soon as I got the call from some of the guys that were there, I was in the car, you know what I mean? So making sure that they were all right, because you just never know how that situation uh, has been diffused, if it's not been diffused, you know? So just getting with them, um, we're all going through it at the same time, but you got to make sure that the the young ones are okay. That's the biggest thing that we got it. We had to do at that moment in time. Myself, Coach Shaw, a number of coaches that were there, um, trying to make sure that these young kids were all right and be there to support them, comfort them, because again, they just got done losing another brother, and some of those young people were there at that point when uh, that unfortunate event did happen. So. It was uh, very unfortunate, but the biggest thing that we needed to do is be there for the kids. What was it about that situation that kind of galvanized everyone? You know, honestly, Coach Witt did a good job of calling everybody in that very next day and getting straight to the point. You know what I mean? The best way for us to remember them is to do X, Y, and Z. The best way for us to do, remember them, is to go about our business and how we work. Obviously, we're going to mourn, but we need to play for something more than ourselves and the individual accolades, which is playing for those that are no longer here. So um, I think my coach did a great job of talking to everybody immediately, obviously taking time out for everybody to understand that there will be um, some sorrow, no doubt, but for us, we need to go out here and, and remember them the right, the right way. I feel like one of the more haunting aspects of this whole situation is maybe like two weeks before Bryn Covey had been interviewed uh, about how he felt like not everyone on the team understood everybody's sadness over time. Yeah. Uh, and, and to have then the next closest person to Ty, I mean, it would have been sad with any kid, but this particular kid that was Ty's best friend, they went back through high school. Uh, it was almost like reliving it all over again. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you couldn't write it in a book that uh, somebody passes away and then their, their really good friend passes away. You know what I mean? I spent a lot of time with Alo and you know the coaches that coached Alo and his family. So uh, it, it just was, it was just unbelievable, but everybody mourns in different ways. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's what Britt was getting to is that, you know, one person might react one way, another person might react another way. Um, but everybody at the same time is feeling pain um, over this situation, you know? So again, just being mindful and, and aware that, you know, people are hurting, deeply hurting but um everybody might not show it the same way you guys were thankfully on your bye week uh to try and deal with happened with what happened to Aaron uh I know when I'm asked about this the only way I can think to describe everything that happened to that point and then after 
was like I was watching myself watch a movie about what was happening. Uh, it just, it was so out of body. It, it was the strangest thing covering this team. I'm curious what your perspective, you know, of what those last two months were like for you and the team. You know what? They had their ups and downs, you know, any type of, anytime you lose somebody and you're going to go through the stages of grief, you know? So again, obviously we're at practice. We're trying to practice. Um, we're trying to execute. You might have a, a thought about Ty. You might have a thought about Alo. you know what I mean? And being able having to push through that is what so, what was so important. You know, and just keeping everybody together. Again, it was just, it was hard. It wasn't easy. Um, but nothing that you do that is worth having, which is the the, the remembrance and the, the, the ease of understanding that they're no longer here with us. And the best way for us to go ahead and remember them is to go ahead and, and play ball for them. You know, play ball for, for them and their name. And it was just, uh, it, it was hard. It, it, it was turbulent, but it was at the end of the day, got a chance to grow as a team uh, through that time. You've now obviously moved on to a new job with USC uh, and we'll be heading back to Salt Lake this weekend. What are you feeling heading into this one, knowing that both players' families will be there, the team will be wearing their special hand-painted helmets that feature Ty and Aaron, and then, of course, experiencing the moment of loudness uh, as as the enemy, the quote-unquote enemy that's oh. <laughs> still very connected to the team because you don't go through something like that and still don't feel a strong connection. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? The, the moment of loudness will be special for sure. You know what I mean? And, you know, it, you, you think, I think about those guys all the time. You know what I mean? It's not just, I think about them in the moment of loudness. Like, you know, you, you have your moments when you're that close to those guys, those kids that, Hey, you know, we're, I hope you're doing all right. Yeah, I mean, I hope that you're you're at ease um, up there in the in the sky with the man of above. I just hope that you have have come to to some sort of uh, uh, not agreement, but just some sort of uh, finalization that uh, we love you, we still miss you, and we're still thinking about you. But um, it's going to be an exciting time. It's going to be an exciting game. Uh, for a number of different reasons, but um, to to be able to experience it, it doesn't matter what sideline you're on. We're all remembering uh, 22. How has this experience changed you and shaped you as a coach? Because it's a very unique experience. Not a lot of people can say that they've gone through something like this. You know, what have you learned about yourself that you you're going to continue taking forward with you as you move along in your career? The one thing that I need to take with me is that to continue to uh, be a, a rod in my young guys' lives. Um, it's very important. You can't just be a coach and when they leave the practice field, that's it. It can't be that way. You have to really have a strong influence in their lives. Make sure that you're knowing where they're at, where do they live, who they're hanging out with. Because, again, they are your kids while they're there. So um, just continuing to, to really infuse myself into those guys' lives is going to be something that I'll never lose uh, after coaching at Utah. When you look back on everything and you remember Ty and you remember Aaron, you know, as time goes on, what do you hope their legacy grows into for future generations? I hope it just grows into understanding that hard work, um, 
being being considerate of others because both of them um, were considerate of others uh, goes a long way. You know, understanding that you just never know when your time is and to make sure that you live every day uh, like it's your last for sure um, and give everything that you got on and off the field. Um, and it's, it's all about uh, not just what you can do, but what you can do for somebody else. So I would think that would be the, the most important takeaway. How do you continue to honor their legacy every day? Oh, by doing everything that I can, um, showing up to work, working hard, um, being diligent, doing little things harder, um, and try to do them better than, than most, um, and just not take it for granted. Um, being in the situation, being at a, at a place, I have an opportunity, um, whether it's at Utah, USC, doesn't matter where you're at in the country. It's a, it's a great opportunity. You get a chance to go ahead and, and help people mold the lives of others, young men, try to just guide them in the right direction. You know, Lord knows I'm not perfect, but just trying to help them in, in understanding uh, what's right and, and what's wrong at this level, you know, in their life. You know, they're they're going from young man to, to grown man and just trying to help them navigate the, the hurdles that are going to stand before them. Coach, that was beautiful and well said. Uh, I really appreciate you so much for jumping on with me to talk about this amazing story. And again, big shout out to Coach Riley and your sports information director, Katie Ryan, for helping to make this possible. Uh, Be well, and maybe I'll run into you on the sideline on Saturday. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's always good talking to you. Great talking to you too. There you have it. Running back coach for USC, formerly at Utah, Kyle McDonald talking about the improbable story of Ty Jordan, Aaron Lowe, and the 2021 football team. You have been listening to Crimson Corner, and as always, go Utes, and a special 22 forever. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.